The Moment Has Arrived. I'm Tom Dickinson, and you are listening to The Moment, a Doctor Who podcast. On every episode of this show, I ask a different guest to join me to discuss one moment from an episode of Doctor Who that they found significant or impactful or noteworthy for any reason, and that they have a lot to say about. But for this, the final episode of Season 3 of The Moment, we are bending the format ever so slightly. Ordinarily, I approach the guest and ask them to select a moment of their choosing, but this week, I've approached my guest with a particular moment in mind. That guest is Delia Gallegos, the marketing director for Black Girls Create, a wonderful website that serves as a hub for black fans and creators in the Doctor Who fandom and other fandoms. And thankfully, when Delia and I spoke in November, she had a lot to say about this particular moment. The moment comes from Fugitive of the Jadoon, from the most recent series of Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker's second series in 2020. The episode comes from the middle of the series and is packed with some pretty big surprises. The Doctor's companions, Ryan, Graham, and Yaz, are separated from her and have an encounter with Captain Jack Harkness, making a truly unexpected surprise return to Doctor Who for the first time in a decade. Meanwhile, the Doctor links up with Ruth Clayton, a woman on present-day Earth who is apparently wanted for arrest by the alien police force known as the Jadoon, who believe her to be an interstellar fugitive. Ruth herself has no idea why aliens would be after her, and she goes on the run with the Doctor as the two of them try to puzzle out what's going on. This leads them to the seaside lighthouse where Ruth grew up and where Ruth breaks an alarm box that causes her to remember the truth about her past, which is when the moment happens. She's going around with Ruth trying to solve a mystery, and it turns out that that mystery is who Ruth is, who Ruth actually is. I broke the glass. And so come back to me. You're thinking as you watch it, I'm thinking as I watch this. it, you know that maybe Ruth is the villain. What is this? That's my ship. Turns out, no surprise. Let me take it from the top. Ruth is the doctor. Hello. I'm the doctor. So we have a two-doctor episode. We get a message from Jack Harkness along the way. That's a bit of a... In the meantime, tell a her. A surprise that gets... Beware the lone Cyberman. <laughs> I would say obfuscated by the bigger surprise of Ruth Doctor. And... I've never been anything like you. The Doctor doesn't remember Ruth Doctor in her timeline, so... Trust me, I'd remember, especially that shirt. So would I if I'd ever been you, which I haven't. What? Now we have this mystery of... Who is the doctor really? Is she forgetting a whole portion of her timeline? Hint, hint. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because when they were promoting this episode, they promoted it as like the return of the Jadoon. What's that? A Jadoon warning transmission. The cheek! Which is maybe the third most interesting thing that happens in the episode. It, it's absolutely just not even. It's funny because when uh, you asked me to do this episode, I had forgotten that that it was like the selling point, like when they were promoting the episode, because it's not it's not your takeaway, I wouldn't say. No, I mean, and I, I'm happy to see the funny space rhinos again, but, uh, but yeah, it's definitely not the reason why this episode is best remembered. So as the episode proceeded, you know, you mentioned you kind of had it in mind that she might be revealed as the villain of the episode. Did you suspect at all that she might be an incarnation of the doctor? Oh, absolutely not. It's funny because. I mean, I assume most of your listeners are American. So usually, you know, Doctor Who airs across the pond and then it 
airs here. So often, you know, there's spoilers that go around. And usually I still wait. I just like to watch it with the bigger mass audience that's on online. But one of my friends had watched it early and was like, told all of us in our group chat, you need to watch it if you can find it because you do not want this spoiled. So I already knew something was up. So I guess that's why my brain was like, oh, she might be the villain, like something different is going on. But that actually, even that went away after a while because then, you know, Jack Harkness makes an appearance. You miss me, right? And I thought, oh, that was what was going to be spoiled. Mm. Oh, okay, I see. So then even that went out, out out of my brain. And so when it was actually revealed that she was the incarnation, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> Had no idea. God, I remember I was actually spoiled about Jack. Uh-huh. Because I glanced at Twitter and I thought, well, that's it. I guess I've been spoiled about the big thing about this episode. Mm-hmm. And it was such a, it was such a... Like a combination of like surprise and relief and excitement to know that, oh, no, actually, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, it was so. And I remember after that, the episode goes so quickly because you have so many questions. Mm. Your brain's going a mile a minute. So what do you think about this version of the Doctor and and Joe Martin's performance? I love it. (laughs) I could I really I'm so excited to learn more about her as we move forward with the series, because I think it's twofold, right? Like it, as a black fan, there are reservations I have, but for what we have seen on screen, I'm very excited. She seems. You don't recognize a sonic screwdriver. Smart enough not to need just one. Just as smart as any doctor. And I just, you know, it's very rare that we get to see the doctor play on themselves. So that's always interesting. And the fact that they set her up to be, I mean, essentially, they really did set her up to be smarter than the Doctor we have now, than Jodie. Well done. You're only five minutes behind someone who just had their memory fully restored. <gasps> five points. Don't do points. I do points. Points are my thing. And, you know, she's just kind of telling Jodie what it is. And I just really like that from the Doctor. Because usually I think we would get that more from... I mean, we've only had one woman Doctor, right? But I feel like Jodie... Which is fine for a character. I don't think they've played to her being kind of like... A little arrogant, a little snobby, but I kind of like that in the Doctor, you know. Um, Tint is my favorite Doctor personally, so I like seeing that in Joe Martin's performance. So I'm excited to see where that goes. And then as a Black fan, having a confident Black woman play the Doctor just is, I can't, like, it's everything. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you mentioned having reservations. What, do you, what are those? My reservations are who is behind the scenes writing for this Doctor in, in developing this character. Because we've seen it. In the series, we've seen, you know, these stereotypes written into characters. We've seen black characters get killed off for nothing. Just promise me one thing. Often in very violent ways. Just promise you won't get me killed. And so I don't really have a lot of, even though this incarnation of the Doctor, they've really taken steps to do better as far as diversity and who's writing and how they're writing. But they've still, they've, they've made mistakes along the way. So it makes me nervous if we continue to pursue this Doctor what will her character traits be? Because, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes about, like, aggressive black women and stuff like that. Like, is that how this doctor's going to be perceived because she knows what she's talking about and confident? And are those, you know, unconscious biases going to come through in the writing? So it makes me a little bit nervous. But, you know, ultimately, I'm excited to see it regardless and hope, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, they get people who know about those experiences, you know, I was going to say in the writer's room, I know it works a little bit different with British television, but just, you know, on board. How do you feel about the costume that she she wears? I love it. I truly love it. It was so fast. I remember within the month, people had already made cosplay yeah. of her doctor. I love the colors. 
I really like personally, like this is just a personal thing. I really like when the doctors have kind of like, I don't know what you, I'm not a fashion person <laughs> to be honest, but like an old timey kind of costume, you know, like it has like this vintage feel. I like when the doctor has those types of costumes. Like I really like Jody's vibe and I think it really works for her and her doctor. But like my preference is, you know, ruffled colors and stuff just because the doctor is supposed to be so anachronistic as an entity. So I like when they kind of look just a little bit out of place in that way. But, you know, it's colorful because it's, if I remember correctly, like it's some sort of like kente cloth is what they've used for the coloring. And I just, it's great. And I think accessible from like a cosplay standpoint, which as a fandom, I think is also important. Yeah, yeah. I definitely remember I was at Gallifrey One this year and it, it was only a couple of weeks after she had been revealed and there were already a few people cosplaying her, which was incredible to see. Mm-hmm. They jumped right on it. I have so much for, in general for like cosplay fandom. Like I think that's amazing, but the speed, which I think really shows how excited people were for this. Like it shook the fandom to its core, especially the black fandom. Like we did not expect this anytime soon, mm. but I mean, especially, you know, that this doesn't happen in the middle of an incarnation of the doctor. But here we are. <laughs> no, yeah, and in the middle of a season, even. Mm -hmm. uh, big shoes like this don't tend to drop at that point. Right, right. How do you feel about her interactions with uh, the Jodie Whittaker Doctor? I really enjoyed them. The first time I watched the episode, I remember feeling nervous. Again, uh, like I said earlier, like it's it's a lot, right? You're just feeling a lot of things. There's a lot going through your head because you're shocked and there's so much happening in the episode on top of this. But I do remember there was a little bit of nervousness because you don't know where they're going to go with it, right? You, again, mm. there's all my worries as a black viewer. Like what stereotypes are they going to play into? Are they not going to play into any of them? Or is she going to die at the end? Like what is going to happen? And so I was kind of nervous that at, like if they played her as too cocky, against Jody that the fandom would react really negatively and I didn't want that for the Black Doctor but I think they balanced it really well because I think it really highlighted Jody's Doctor's fault but in a good way in a, in a in an endearing way and I think Jody's Doctor really received <laughs> the pushback from Ruth Doctor really well Is there even a word for how dumb you are Doctor and I know this won't happen just I mean I say I know this won't happen but I didn't think this would happen but it would be great to see, you know, a couple more buddy cop episodes between the two. Mm. <laughs> I think she humbles Jody's doctor. Still work to do out there. Lives at stake. Armies being born. But also I think she... People need the doctor. Enjoys and likes Jody's doctors. So I think it softens her a bit. Again, we don't know much about her, but she seems to have a harder edge to her. And I would love to know why. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it's also, it's kind of refreshing because one of the major things about Jody's doctor is she's very much more... Travel, hopefully. The universe will surprise you. Light and upbeat and kind of... Constantly. Doesn't seem to have that edge that, you know you might associate with Capaldi or, or the other doctors. Mm -hmm. Whereas it, it's, it's funny because it's, it's such a, it's such a revolutionary and new thing to have the doctor played by a woman of color. But in, in some ways, like you mentioned, like her costume and her, her demeanor, she, she very much harkens back to a more classic interpretation of the character. Yeah. I love to see it. Cause again, like I said, that's my preference personally. Um, and I think it's such a smart decision, you know, from a, from the point of view of the creators trying to, which they shouldn't have to, but I do think, you know, you as a creator of a thing and you know, you have all th this big audience trying to introduce a new thing to them, but not in a way that'll make them so uncomfortable that they aren't receptive to it. And that's not to say they should cater to like, you know, 
white male fans who only think the doctor can be a white man. But, you know, you, you got to bring your audience along for the journey. So I think that was a smart decision. Mm. Yeah. How have, how have you felt about the uh, reactions that you've seen to the character? I think mostly at this point, so far removed from when the episode aired. Yeah. I think people are more positive than not. At the time of it airing, at the, I mean, I didn't care because I was stoked, but I think, (laughs) especially as we moved through the season beyond that, I think there was a lot of reservations of, there are always those, those who don't like Jody's doctor because, oh, we're making Doctor Who 2 PC, like this isn't what Doctor Who's about, whatever, whatever. Um, but on top of that, it's just, it was a strange place to take the story. You are the timeless child. Where it ends up going and why (sighs) Ruth Doctor exists. And so I do feel that it's that, like, I dislike it for Ruth Doctor, but I think there are people who just don't like where the story is going in and of itself, which is valid, but I don't like that Ruth Doctor is then the face of that, if that makes sense. Um, so I think the ire there gets a little bit muddled, but I would say like that is a smaller section of the fandom than I would have expected if you had told me last year that this was going to happen. Yeah. A lot of the reaction that I've seen to it, I don't know, in my circles hasn't been positive. Maybe that speaks more to how I cultivate the people in my Twitter timeline, but. (laughs) Right. Same. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what, what would you like to see from this version of the doctor in the future? Oh, what would I like to see? Everything. Um, I'm really, really, really interested, actually. Like, I don't know if I would like to see it, but I'm very interested how they'll handle that doctor moving through time. Because this is something just as, like, black people we talk about. When people, you know, in school, they ask you, like, oh, if you could go to the past, where would you go? Like, where would you go in time? And, like, for black people, it's like, well... I got like maybe 50 years top so that I could comfortably travel around. And sometimes, the, you know, Doctor Who has tried to interact with that to varying success. Mm. I, I've written about it. And, and I would really like to see the doctor herself being a black woman traveling in time and how they handle that, which again is again dependent on who they have writing and working on these shows, not just having a black doctor, because you can cast a black person in a role, but then still write them as a white person. And it won't make sense. Because I think, I think there's a way to do it. I think she can move comfortably around in the past, but still acknowledge like, oh, I am presenting as a black woman in 18, whatever, (laughs) England. Mm, Yeah. It's interesting to see how different writers have tried to walk that line. Mm -hmm. There have been some who've just like made a joke and then decided not to deal with it. Right. I'm thinking of the Shakespeare. The Shakespeare Code is probably yes. Rather than get carted off as a slave, Um, the best example of that. Why did they do that? Not exactly white, in case you haven't noticed. I'm not even human. Just walk about like you're in the place. What's the name? And then you have, you know, I think one of the clearest examples of them trying to tackle it head on uh, is Rosa. Mm -hmm. Parks, Rosa Parks. Brilliant. Rosa Parks. Lovely to meet you, Rosa Parks. Big fan. And I think that was, I really enjoyed that episode. Look, there are flaws with that episode. Lots of them have talked about it, but I think it is definitely one of the more successful attempts because also I think a lot of like those in fandom who are like, oh, Doctor Who's being so PC. I don't think we're asking for, you know, the world. I think we all acknowledge like it's a sci-fi fantasy show that is you know originally meant for kids like it's supposed to be mostly lighthearted. i don't think we're expecting it to like really get to the you know <laughs> core of racism and like what are the social mm. fun- like i don't think we're expecting any of that and so for what it, what the show is i think rosa was very successful in what it what it set out to do getting back to fugitive the jadoon how do you feel about that episode more generally oh i really enjoyed it it was too short 
Especially when, even if you go back and watch it and you know what the twist is, it feels like we spend so much time setting up the, like, mystery around it all. Which, you know, is necessary when you're watching it the first time. But I just want to know, I want more screen time with Jack. I want more screen time with Ruth Doctor. Because that's all we get. Like, Jack doesn't come back for the rest of the season. And, I mean, we learn what we learn about the Doctor. So, there is that as the season goes on, but like just those interactions, it's just, it's just not long enough. It's a great time. I don't, I have no bad notes except that like when I'm watching it again, I want to get through that first, I don't even know if it's a whole half, but that first chunk so I can get to the, the meat of it. Yeah. Well, what do you think of um, Ruth as a character, you know, Ruth the human being before she gets transformed into the doctor? This is me, Charm I Guided Tour. I know all the exciting facts about Gloucester. Yes, I do. I was very nervous watching her the first time because, you know, you don't know she's going to be the doctor. You you think something's up, but you don't know what exactly. And I was worried they were going to kill her like they killed. So today I want to talk about the greatest woman I ever met. Ryan's grandmother. I thought that's where we were going. My nan. And I was like, oh, no, we're going to fridge another black woman. This isn't great. Like, she's already, they've made her likable. She really reminded me of Ryan's grandmother a lot. And I don't know why that is, because we only see Ryan's grandmother for, well, alive for, like, half an episode or something like that. Um, I liked her, but liking her made me worry. Yeah, you know, I remember in the in the Next Time trailer prior to the episode, one of the few things that we saw was her, you know, looking scared and threatened. Right. And I worried, like, oh, here we go again. Is this Is this where we're going? As it turned out, no, it wasn't where, no. that wasn't where we were going. Yeah. <laughs> Which was very pleasing. Um, but I think that's also telling, like, this is the problem, right? When you make these mistakes in shows and, like, you do, you write harmful things, it makes it hard to enjoy the stuff you do get right. Because I think they get this very right. I think they get her character very right. But it was just hard to enjoy it until you see the reveal, that is, because you're nervous all the time because you know their track record. Do you think it's going to change your feeling about that going forward, having known that the show went went here in this episode? It gives me hope. Like, I, I am more hopeful what to see what they're doing. It, just in general, not even just with this new doctor, but just, again, I wouldn't say, like, the trust is built all the way back. Mm. They've, they've made some decisions that are, like, not even just, I can't remember that character's name. He was the bad guy. He was a black guy. He's bad. He was rich. Oh, the Lenny Henry character from Spyfall. Yeah. I am sure you recognize Mr. Barton. Yes, yes. Daniel, don't be nervous. I don't buy And how they killed Only his mother. Hands was just awful and so unnecessary to the to the story. So that you could be the first. So when I'm thinking like, okay, this is a good step, I think of all those things and I'm like, okay, well, this doesn't totally make up for them, but it does give me hope. I will still move with caution when I'm watching these episodes, seeing them develop these characters, but more hopeful than before. How generally have you felt about the past few seasons of Doctor Who? Mostly really good. I really like Jodie's Doctor. Again, there's been mistakes along the way, but I feel like every episode is so fun. Mm. Like, it may not be for me, but you can tell, like... They had fun getting creative and writing it because it's so different than the incarnations of the Doctor that we've had before. So, yeah, I just have a good time when I'm watching the episodes, even if I get to the end, like uh, with Kablam, where I'm like, oh, that wasn't, was it Kablam? That, that sounds fake. Kerblam. Kerblam. Well, yeah. that still sounds fake. But yeah. <laughs> and remember, if you want it, Kerblam it. Where the episode wasn't for me, but I had a good time watching it. So it's just fun again, I feel like. To kind of unpack some of the consequences of this moment, like consequences sounds so dire. Like it's some of the like what's what's flowed from this this moment in the show. How do you feel in general about the series sort of making revisions to the Doctor's past? I don't mind it. I don't mind it as a concept. I mean, that's what you know. I'm a time lord. Knew who did 
and the last of the Time Lords. From Jug, you know. They're all gone. Yeah. The revisions that they've made... I'm not who I thought I was, Ryan. ...are a bit wild. <laughs> I wasn't born on Gallifrey. <laughs> I think they're trying to do a lot of heavy lifting. Where I'm from, all the lives I've lived, some of that has been hidden from me and I don't even know how much. And so I worry since this is such a big revision and it opens up so many possibilities that it could get chaotic in that way where it's almost impossible to follow, if that makes sense. But the revision itself, I think, is fine. I, But I think that's also me coming at it as, like, I didn't watch Classic Coup growing up. I didn't have, like, you know, those... Is loyalty is a good word? So to me, it's not like a, oh, the doctor's history is sacred. I think when you look over it, when you do watch Classic Who and then you see it go into New Who, I think that's just kind of been, you know, the thing. It changes and we it builds on what existed before. And I think that's what makes Doctor Who great is how flexible it is. And so I'm excited in theory. <laughs> How do you think it changes the way we think about the Doctor as a character to have these, you know, new and more diverse incarnations of them, not just added to the end of the progression, but inserted back into the beginning and saying, no, this was always part of the character? It's twofold. So on my in my head, like as a fan who's wanted the Doctor to be my more diverse in you know in its incarnations, like it's always white men. Yeah, it's cool the idea of like. Oh, now it's not like it could be all these things, but I'm wondering like, well, does that mean then they don't have to do the work when they're casting new doctors in the future? Mm. If that makes sense. I don't want that to be the cop out like, oh, well, look, now it's diverse, but I can also see on the other side, on the flip side, not that I agree with like, oh, it's just being PC to be PC. I can see how it feels to those types of fans. It's just like shoehorned in. I can see how it feels like lazy storytelling. I don't feel that way. I feel like we just have to see what they do with it. Right now, I don't have enough information of what their plans are to feel one way or the other. I can see it going both ways. It could be a lazy storytelling device that a diversity get out of jail free card, but it could also be really interesting. And yeah, it won't be the same as the doctor as we knew them. Um, and it'll change the context in the doctor of the doctors that we do know. But I don't know that that's a bad thing if it's done well. It's, it is, I do find it kind of a shame that we haven't seen Joe Martin's name in the title sequence. Right. You know, she is definitely the doctor and the show has definitely established that in the narrative, but uh, kind of outside the show, like when you, see marketing materials with all the doctors lined up you you don't you don't tend to see her there right and i remember there was a lot of confusion at first is she really the doctor and that was probably because we didn't have the full you know arc yet because the season hadn't finished but they had to come out and say no she's really the doctor but because of the way it's marketed it's just so unclear and until we, we she gives a solid storyline it won't feel that way and it's a shame because they could take those steps now without a full storyline to legitimize her but you know Baby steps, I guess. <laughs> if you're looking at like a, a Doctor Who, you know, a calendar or or whatever, like John Hurt is often represented. Right, right. Despite the fact that he was shoved in uh, retrospectively. It'll be interesting to see if Joe Martin is, is afforded that same level of, you know, legitimacy. Although I don't know, I don't know where they'd put her, like before Hartnell or... or. To be fair, I do think that maybe is part part of the issue is because, you know, everything had been sequential up to now, even when, you know, you threw in John Hurt there. Um, I was going to say shoehorned. It wasn't. He was great. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, you knew sequentially the order. And I think a lot of marketing around Doctor Who is very much based on the the numbering of it all. And so it's hard to like, you don't want to break that mold. So, but then the question is like, well, then where do we put her? But you also don't want to, I can understand them like not 
not wanting to market her alongside Jody because, you know, Jody's the doctor right now. And so mm. it is a conundrum, but I wish they would fix it and figure it out. Yeah. Have you found yourself watching much Doctor Who during the pandemic? Uh, no. Okay. So in general, it's not even a knock on Doctor Who. It's just been so weird in the pandemic, just, you know, uh, for everybody emotionally. And I think a lot of people are responding it in their own different ways. And for me, I don't want to taint like the fandoms that I love so much, like Doctor Who, Harry Potter's a different story right now, but um, oh, definitely right with these bad memories, if that makes sense. So I've been pursuing new fandoms and trying to get into other stuff so that like, I'm excited for what's coming the Christmas special and all that. And I will watch it and be happy since obviously, we're not going to be out of the pandemic by then. But where most people like run to their comfort fandoms, I'm just like, no, I want that to be a happy place. I don't want to bring this bad, crazy stuff into it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's funny. I've kind of been the same way. And I think that's part of the reason why you know, I think I first reached out to you back in March. Yeah, right before we, well, at least where I'm at, right before we went into lockdown. <laughs> same, same. And I've, I, uh, I fully intended to like put together a season of this podcast and release it over the summer, but I've kind of been dragging my feet on it a bit to the point where we're now recording this on November 7th. And D- Doctor Who has not been my first refuge in the pandemic. And I'm not quite sure why that is. And I think it, it might be something similar along to what you're saying. Yeah. it's And it's not a conscious thing, right? It's just like when I look back, I'm like, man, I haven't watched any Doctor Doctor Who, I haven't watched any of this, read that. When normally, you know, I revisit these things all the time because they're my like top fandoms. But uh, yeah, I think just our relationship with media right now is very strange. Everything's very strange. Do you follow uh, Joe Martin on social media? I don't. I, like, I'm i the marketing director for Black Girls Great. We follow her on there, okay. so I, I do see her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just brought that up because she's great. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, she's fantastic. I love how much she loves being loved by Doctor Who fans. That's what I was going to say. I'm so... That's another thing that was very worrying, like, in the immediate aftermath of the episode. I remember I went immediately to find her on Twitter to see... And, you know, she was obviously really excited, which obviously you're the doctor now Mm. who would not be excited about that but i was just so scared you've seen what's happened in fandoms like star wars and how they've treated their actors of color that have represented these characters and i was so scared for her and so scared that the moment would be spoiled by a vocal minority of the fandom but that hasn't happened like she loves being the doctor and i think for the most part at least the fandom that seems to interact with her love her and that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a very nice thing to to see whenever she, you know, retweets something or she recently got made, I believe, into an action figure and she was so excited about that. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Even though I haven't been interacting much with Doctor Who during the pandemic, kind of basking in its reflection there has been nice to see. Anytime I see also just, you know, Doctor Who news drop, it does give me, it reminds me of the other times, the old times, and I get excited. <laughs> and, and hopefully the future times, hopefully. <laughs> yes, and hopefully the future times. There's light at the end of the tunnel, for sure. And that is all for the moment this season. Thank you very much to Delia Gallegos, who you can find over on Twitter at Delia is Typing. That's Delia, D-E-L-I-A, and the word is, and then the word typing. Delia is the marketing director for Black Girls Create, which you can and should find at blackgirlscreate.org. And while I'm thanking Delia, let's also rethink my other season three guests, Shannon Dohar, Merlin Mann, Sanjay Lago, Paul Cornell, and Adrian Anderley. Some of these people had to wait nearly a year for their conversations with me to turn into finished podcast episodes. So I'd like to thank them and you, the listener, for your incredible patience. If you want to find out more about the show, you can do that over at themomentpod.com or you can follow the show on Twitter at themomentpod. 
If you'd like to tell me your thoughts on the show, then you can email me at tom at themomentpod.com. If you would like to support the show, then the best thing you can do about that is to talk it up to a friend who you think might enjoy it. Another thing you can do is review the show over in Apple Podcasts. And if you'd rather support the show by giving it money, well, then you can head over to patreon.com slash themomentpod, where you can sign up to be a patron for the next season of the show. Thank you once again for your continued patience and attention. This show, as you might have known, is a bit hard to make, but it's also fun to make, and the kind words from listeners make it all the more fun. The Moment will return, but I'm not quite sure when. Stay subscribed to this feed, and keep your eyes on The Moment on Twitter for more news on that. And please, please get vaccinated as soon as you possibly can. There is light at the end of this particular tunnel. As Martha Jones once said, I'll see you again, mister. I'm Tom Dickinson, and I'll be back when the moment arrives. There will be feasting and dancing in Jerusalem next year. I am going to make it through this year if it kills me.